Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in Double Deuce. Double Deuce with Will and Nelson. Yay! I've got a little. That bit was of- really that, was, that, that felt a little lackluster. No, you know, here's the thing. I'm 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 debating whether or not I have COVID. Uh, I I picked up some cold on uh, on on the trip to Arkansas, and my is kind of in and out a little bit like that. I haven't had a fever. I had a little bit of a cough. Um, but, but I called the, the doctor and they're like, you know, have you had a fever? I'm like, no. And they're like, have you had a cough? I'm like, no. Uh, I just got this kind of tickly throat thing and my voice is uh, cracking a bunch and I'm coughing a little bit, but I don't have no. That could also be because you slept outside for a couple nights. It, it also really well could, but, uh, but I prefer to make it into a case of, of, uh, you know, something more dramatic, the hypochondriac in me. Anyway. I think on- you're probably okay. Yeah. I had, uh, I've got some, cause I kept having allergies flare up so i kept having to take prednisone and because of like other medication that i'm on when i take prednisone a lot of times i get like thrush all through like my throat and mouth and it happened and but for like the thing that sucks is it just feels like a cold coming on like a sore throat when it's starting until it gets bad and so each time i'm like is this a cold is this just normal stuff is this more allergies is it thrush is it covid so each time i like wait until i'm like no it's thrush and i should have done something about it yesterday because now it, it actually sucks so that's been thrush corner with, mm-hmm. with nelson but hey speaking of thrush let's introduce our special guest um uh-huh. he- <laughs> He is, uh, he is, uh, he's he's a, a very good friend of, of mine, of a guy who is a townie, um, born and raised in the Lawrence, Kansas, and he's been out to the L.A., being being all L.A.-like, doing L.A. things. We're going to find out some about that. Uh, a fine actor and a wonderful human being, Cam DeVictor. Welcome. Woohoo! Hi, y'all. Thanks for having me on. I am twice tested negative for COVID. <laughs> and I just flew on a plane, so I don't know. <laughs> can you ever know? No, no, one, one can. Okay, can I ask you a a, a point of of a politic question here? Are are you going by Cam or Cameron now? I mean, I, Cam. I don't, okay, Cam's no. fine. I want to make sure. Sometimes people from high school call me Willie, and I'm like, that's my dividing line. If you knew me from high school, you can still call me Willie, but I go by Will to for my adult life here. And that's what I called you when I first got on the call. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't mind it if you knew me from if you knew me from before. Yeah. But like when when people don't know me well, call me Willie. I don't like that. That doesn't make me happy. yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. Few of my work chums, I like them enough. <laughs> I call me Willie, but like people on the street, nah, doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. 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 Well, I've I've been on an airplane a couple times actually, um, and there's really not a lot to report. I know you you thought you know, hey, I've been on a plane during COVID, and people right. were very calm and kept to themselves. They they didn't serve alcohol, and no one was boisterous and talking. Everyone was very like organized, orderly. Got in, sat down, middle rows empty on Southwest flights, and right. then off the plane steer clear of each other it was a little respectful which was nice awesome well that's good to hear that everyone's you know being responsible because i feel like that's always the thing when i'm out and about is that there's a lot of people being responsible but then a certain percentage not as much Mm -hmm. 
Or even yeah. if they're being kind of responsible, they're still like not paying attention to where they are in relation to other people. Even if they are masked, sometimes you're just like, come on, man. I'm just yeah. Uh, yeah. keep a. Uh, a couple yeah. rows of people, our eyes all darted to one guy who was fishing with the air to open it up more. And it was like, weirdly, everyone was focused for a couple seconds on like, <laughs> wait, is he opening more air or is he closing it? And he's messing with someone else's air and then he's touching it and I got to disinfect it. And gosh. <laughs> other than that, you know, the typical like, sound is, is more air or less air good or bad considering yeah, like if I it's mean, circulating more yeah, or less is that turn that down. <laughs> it it is it is funny how quickly you get into kind of a siege mentality because I was literally supposed to leave uh I made the decision not to fly to England. I was supposed to fly on like March 16th and March 18th, they, they declared the, the, the ban on um, people coming in and out except for citizens. So they, they never really made a good point of that. Uh, and they thought it was a little bit of false advertising. They're like, no one can come into the United States. But that wasn't true. They would let American citizens back. But if I'd have taken that trip, I think my time would have been ruined anyway because I would have been really, really worried about Yeah. Buddy, there's also a lot of that because there's that push there's like real crowded airports with like 10 hour lines and shit of people yeah. packed in yeah like i saw chicago o'hare from like the day that i was supposed to be coming back i'm like no i would yeah. not i <laughs> just shoot through the freaking roof i don't like i like plane fl i like flying i don't like airports and i don't like the whole crowd thing with them i find that really stifling and i don't like being trapped in places so uh, that wouldn't be fun for me I'm, I'm gonna say, but I'm glad that you. I, I'm, I'm glad that it sounds like people are handling it very responsibly, which is awesome. They are. They are. I can't so, say that for uh, the residents of the fair city of Los Southern California and Los Angeles, but really, is it is it a little more? Yeah. Well, there's you know the typical people that um, are kind of flaky and aren't really you know paying attention and. They wonder why their, you know, nail salon is closed and they can't go to the Grove and, you know, take selfies in front of the fountain, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's those folks. So, um, but the LA's kind of emptied out. Uh, a lot of moving trucks. Um, everyone goes to the beach and goes home and I'm kind of hanging out with a pod of people that live around me. And um, we had some smoke <laughs> from the wildfires that kind of filtered through LA Basin so uh, the homeless have, have increased sadly it's it's frustrating but it's also very sad so yeah you can walk down the street and be dodging zombies just you know and see moving trucks and people are like taking a break or moving out of LA for a bit yes there's, there's no events there's no restaurants there's no bars there's no you know I, I work in events and catering there's no production. There's no TV, film, commercial production. Or what, what there is, it's it's pretty like set. They're, they're like already. They're not hiring necessarily. Yeah. They're like already Judge Judy. Yeah. Judge Judy is still shooting on the Gower lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Judge Judy for life. <laughs> Judge Judy for life. I'll drink to that. All right. <laughs> Coronavirus don't stop Judge Judy. The one of my. Willie. Oh, good. Seriously. <laughs> One of my first, I did some interesting jobs in LA. I was an extra on Judge Judy. One of my first years there. That's how long she's been doing it. 
Okay, let's, let's 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 stop. Let's stop. I want to stop there, and I want to talk about that <laughs> because what is what is that experience like being an extra on Judge Judy? I mean, that's got to be a trip, right? Are they? <laughs> it was the people sitting in the audience who kind of just sit plainly and semi react. Little, you know, there's a little bit of audio. They they react vocally, but you're supposed to sit very still. Right. And I had like this friend from catering who was kind of like. And not an not an agent whatsoever, but just kind of like a broker for audience uh, audience extras. And this is 2003, and I was like, you'll get you know 47 dollars or whatever it was non-union to sit there. <laughs> and I sat through like two tapings, and I tried to sit in the back so that no one would see me, see me, recognize me. <laughs> you know, I was like, I do not want to be recognized. I want to be the guy in the back. I'm just trying to make a little money. <laughs> I went out, for, went out for drinks afterwards to the Formosa Cafe and, you know, bought two drinks and that was 22 bucks. So I was like, wait, what, what am I doing? <laughs> Half a day's Judge Judy. Yeah. What were, what, do you remember what crimes there were discussed? I don't, but I do remember the AD was like absolutely on it. She <laughs> like had to deal with the extras, with, you know, Judge Judy, with... The, the different plaintiffs and defendants coming in, like she, her headset and her eyes were like, like she was constantly directing traffic to get two episodes in in like three hours, two so hours. How many, how many cases are in a Judge Judy episode? Do you remember? Like it's a couple. Um, they usually I think there's three in an episode. So I think I that sat through six, but I actually think I sat through seven because there's usually a dud, you know, they can take out. <laughs> Oh man, you get the dud on Judge Judy. That is just the worst for. <laughs> That's the lowest of the low, yeah. Like, brain's going now is like, I wonder what the rate of 2003 jury duty pay for Los Angeles was. Like, what what would you have actually gotten for being in, in like civic jury duty? Oh, I think it's not a lot. $19 a day, something. So you really kind of doubled your money for having this. <laughs> It probably would bucks. have been comparable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. And I can't no remember one... what I got in Lawrence like five years ago for it, but it was not a lot. Mm. I've actually never gotten called on jury duty for some reason. I don't know why. I've been lucky, I guess. Now that I've said it, I'll probably get called tomorrow. I noticed in Los Angeles, it happened right when I registered to vote in 2008. It was like, <laughs> gotcha, uh, gotcha, come on down. <laughs> Um, I used to get all the time called and there was a few times early on where like I couldn't and so I kept like be, like sending in the thing and being like I can't and here's why for like reasons where I did have to go in and then I was on for like a bunch of times but never called in to even like be there like the one time I got called in finally then I was on a jury and I haven't heard anything since so I don't know if it's just that that was me and I'm good for a long time but I, there's not been a single time that they've even sent me the thing to pay attention to it yet since then. That one, like, notice of you might get selected, I think, and that was about it. Uh, okay, well, Cam, I want to I I ask you this. I, mean, I feel like you, like you said earlier, we could, we could sit around and talk about your experience for hours, but we've only got, like, the 22 minutes of double duty. So I'm trying to stick to the most relevant and pertinent information. Um, you know, for all our, our listeners um, – uh, they're they're gonna I think they're gonna be interested to know um, 
kind of as a because you, you're a townie, right? You're you do you consider yourself sort of a Laurentian in Los Angeles or a Los Angelian who is from Lawrence, Kansas? Uh, my my heart and soul is always here. Um, of course, um, you know, people are like, you're going back to visit Kansas City. I'm like, no, I'm visiting Lawrence, Kansas. It's this other town you might not have. And then I'm just like, yeah, yeah, Kansas City. I just, I just <laughs> try to simplify it. Like, you probably got that well uh, when you were in England. They're like, quite a bit. Quite a bit. There's Chicago, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, my heart and soul is here. I, uh, it was great to grow up here. Uh, love it, and I love coming back to visit and seeing its changes and growth. And I, I, I like seeing people that have you know made a made a you know their successes and live their life here because it's it's so different from me where a lot of people leave and go to a coast um, and pursue whatever they're going for, and you know we're we're no different you know, mm. but it's it's nice to see that you know I that they're. they're there are, you know, there are jobs, there are artistic endeavors, there are the same things that I was pursuing elsewhere, you know, right here. And, and um, you know, I, I do like Thanksgiving and Christmas as well. I don't always come, but that's a good time to catch a lot of people who are <laughs> in town. That's fun. It used, you remember, it used to be the jazz house on the night before Christmas or the night after Christmas. Yeah. They were open Christmas Day. Yes, so you'd go about six o'clock <laughs> on Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> At Chris, have you experienced this? You go yeah. on Christmas yeah. Day, you I see remember. all these people you're not sure you wanted before. to see anyway. <laughs> um. So what? Is, what was sort of the biggest uh, culture shock then rolling up? Um. Because uh, you went to you went to KU. We were uh, we were there at the same time, and then yeah. Um, you so you you did you you headed to Kansas City for a little while and then out to LA is that right? Yes. Okay. So uh, you had a little bit of a little bit of time in a a bigger city than Lawrence for sure, uh, but still Kansas City. You know it doesn't quite compare. What was sort of the biggest culture shock when you got out to LA um, about that transition? Uh, the <clears throat> immensity of the city, the business side of it is is so important going you know searching for good agents managers classes and kind of managing yourself into those things versus um uh, not that it wasn't if i stayed in kc or somewhere else but you know in the university setting it was you know this set of classes and this is what you're studying and uh, but the the there's a big culture shock um it's a big city it's um, a lot of ethnicities, a lot of different types of people crammed in, um, you know, things like, you know, the smog, rent control, um, you know, the, the, um, the, the two, only two seasons, the, um, you know, get, getting to uh, finding an agent, finding a manager, you know, navigating that, dealing with joining a union. Um, it was... It was interesting to, you know, pursue that, and um, you know, I, I, I don't regret it at all. Yeah. Um, it puts me, it puts me, it puts me a set of time behind in my professional career as opposed to my artistic career. So, I, I used to tell this to friends: is like, 
you know, I, you pursued, you know, uh, other, other avenues. And I keep, I kept up both my resumes in Los Angeles and to, it, it actually helped. There are a lot of people who go there who are die hard, who will do nothing but, you know, I'm an actor. I'm going to, not going to do background work. I'm not going to do, you know, at first, I'm not going to do, you know, any, I'm, I, I don't really want to bartend. I don't want to do this. I'm going, and they blow through their money. Yeah. Like that, and they last a year and they're gone. They're like, well, I tried, you know, and, they're, and then they're out of there. You yeah. Know? And I, I think the pursuit uh, is, you know, more broad, you know, if someone, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends who like something takes off in radio for you, follow that. Something yeah. takes off in fight choreography or writing or, you know, different things like follow that pursuit. You've got a gig on a soap opera and you may be recurring, take it. You know, it's like, <laughs> don't turn that down. Don't look down upon it. So. Um, it's really fascinating because it's like all of our classes and, and, you know, the department at KU is, has changed quite a bit um, since uh, our time there. Um, and I have my thoughts on that, but I'll keep them to myself. And, <laughs> but what, what is interesting to me is exactly what you said, that, that, that you know, the, 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 the business of managing yourself is not something I think we were ever really particularly well taught. Uh, you, were, you were taught a lot of skills on uh, actual acting skills and performing skills and set yeah. design skills, but nobody, there was like maybe one class on business management and it wasn't particularly well thought out. Um, I think it was just yeah. like a little sideline thing. And so you, you know, we had some enormously talented um, people, uh, including yourself who headed out to LA and, and it was, it was interesting to see how uh, the directions that kind of everybody went by the, by that necessity, you know, by, you know, kind of some people kind of there were there for a little while and then we're just like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Some people stuck with it. And it wasn't necessarily the people that I thought were going to initially make it or be, be still working, yeah. still working. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily the people who I thought were, uh, were, were, were not going to do great or doing wonderfully. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's such a mixed bag and where yeah. you, who, you know, all that, there's like no one real definable sort of path. There. Yeah. And then the group that moved to New York in their twenties and then moved to LA in their thirties, they're like, <laughs> like, Oh wait, okay. Now we get it. LA is kind of awesome. <laughs> right. 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 They're like, wait a minute. I lived in a studio apartment. We had roaches. It was 1450. And I, you know, was a background on Judge Judy. You know. um, yeah, there's a there's a fair amount of people that moved to LA after living in New, York, in New York that would kind of like start to move out here, and they'd they'd go, oh wow, there's you get more square footage for your dollar where you rent, and yeah. you know the the weather and the culture is is fantastic and you know second to none as well. So, you know, I I've loved my time there, but you know this this year is pretty rough. So yeah, yeah, it's rough yeah. all around. Is it rough all around? It's rough it's all around, right? All around. Um, I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, since we're since this is the kind of interview cam uh, episode, I've got one more question. We're starting to wind a little bit towards uh, the end. Yes. But um, I have uh, an important question I have to ask you before. Um, do you have a, a good weird celebrity sighting story or uh, celebrity uh, any, any celebrity sighting story? I, I've got a ton because I worked in event production 
So here's Jimmy Kimmel Live. My friend worked on that. Um, uh, sorry to your listeners. I have uh, my shirt says Jimmy Kimmel. I'm recording on Zoom. That's, we can edit that out later, right? <laughs> yeah, we we just did. Nobody heard it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so I worked in the uh, uh, the Oscar. I helped produce the Oscars and the Emmys um, on a team of managers for a couple of production companies. Um, so I've, I've got a lot like that, but um, I did kind of have a small, like a Tuesday night, uh, Naomi Watts is, I think this is like a year and a half ago, dating, um, 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 I'll think of his name, Dr. Manhattan, the blue guy in Watchmen, the movie, mm. Billy Crudup. Yeah. So it was a small catering company. It was me, a bartender, a couple servers, a couple chefs, and um, it was just like Naomi Watts and Billy Crudup and their kids and family and friends were just like cooking and hanging out alongside us. They were like, have a glass of wine, like chatting us up. It was just like bizarre. Like, I went, you know, I went home and told my girlfriend, I'm like, which is like, how was the gig? It was just Naomi Watts. And so I was like, yeah, me and Naomi were just cooking in her kitchen. It was fun. <laughs> so It's so bizarre. Like walking into these people's homes into like amazing homes. Mm -hmm. um, I did also like headset like at the Oscars. I was able to get Brad and Angelina behind <laughs> this uh, step and repeat. So like whoever was handling Brad and Angelina, this is this is like when they were together. I don't know, 2014, 15ish. And uh, you know, I had a headset on. I was working the red carpet, and her the handler was like, "Can you get us just up to the to the um, to the entrance and I was like yeah sure so I didn't like radio for permission I just took them like this bizarre route that I knew behind the hedging and uh, the false hedging and the red carpet step and repeat and this whole like back area to get them into this into the ball and they were like thank you they both were like Cam thank you so much you know because this is like the most bizarre thing they're just like anyone else they're just like anyone else and like it's just like Oh, I have a good one though. I was I was a reader for uh, a casting agent. Cool. I was a reader for a casting agent, and Joey Buttafuoco came in to read, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it was like this short. It was not. It was nothing. It was something small. Mm -hmm. Well, Miss Michelle Metzger, Metz Metzger. Anyway, Michelle goes. You know, do you have a headshot resume? And Joey gives the the resume over, the headshot over, mm -hmm. and uh, Michelle turns it over, and she goes, "Well, Joey, there's no resume." And he goes, "Come on, Michelle, you know about me, you know who I am, you know my story. Come on, I need a resume here. Come on." <laughs> it was so funny. I was just sitting there, like biting my lip, like hire him or something. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, really? Do I need a resume? You know who I am, Michelle. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, thank you for joining us. I hope you'll stick around and join us next week when we were <laughs> about 10 minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, that, thanks, Kim. Uh, yes. Don't thank you, Double Deuce. Thank you, Double Deuce. Appreciate you. We don't have any real plugs other than to say, are you a. Uh, are you a business that's doing great, but not fantastically well? Why not sponsor us? We're the fifth most popular podcast in Lawrence. Uh, sponsor Double Deuce. Was that convincing, Nelson? 
I mean, I feel like it was a little lackluster again. I feel like I feel like you you, you came in you came in a little mild and you're going out a little mild in the middle. I did. You were, you I were did hear last week. Yeah. I did hear yeah. last week that you guys last week you guys said, well, if someone <clears> gave us <throat> gave us a thousand dollars, what we don't you know what would we do with it? It's true. <laughs> I mean, our ambitions aren't that huge. I mean, I, I think we talked about maybe like a whole bunch of whoppers because that would be fun, wouldn't it, to just order a thousand dollars worth of whoppers? Like, give me exactly a thousand dollars worth of whoppers. Think about that. Take that's your take home, everyone. Right? How, how many? How much is that, really? I mean, we had a thousand dollar whopper coupons because then it would be like three hundred. Yeah. Two hundred. Three hundred. Yeah. Now, what what I did with my summer whoppers? Four bucks a piece. <laughs> what I did with my summer whoppers? <laughs> I froze twelve, and then I cooked. <laughs> You figure that out. That's for your that's your homework, listeners of Double Deuce. That's why we're the fifth most popular podcast. The problems you take home with you afterwards. <laughs> Link Ooh, yeah. All right. Double deuce. Double deuce. The deuce. Thanks for having me, guys. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at doubledeucepod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep. And the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us a, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. <laughs>